0: DJ and PK brought to you in part by Action Plumbing, Heating, and Electrical. Spring into action now. Mention this ad and receive $33 off any service. Call Action today at 801-833-3333. That's 801-833-3333. Time to welcome in our old boss, Ian Furness, now in Seattle, KJR Radio, Q13 TV, doing the Fox thing on Q13. Ian, good morning.
1: Good morning, gentlemen. How are you?
0: Uh, We're good. And we are also wondering... How come you moved to Seattle and got in the middle of some Utah-BYU thing? How did that happen?
1: Well, I mean, I really don't have a horse in this race, right? I mean, I'm not a fan of UW and, you know, certainly not a fan of BYU. So I'm kind of enjoying them going back and forth against each other. It's kind of fun for me. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. It's a, isn't it just the most 2020 thing ever? Just everything's a mess. Nothing seems to make sense. Things that seem like they would fit like a glove don't. Love don't fit, don't want to quit, whatever it is, right? I mean, that's where we are right now. It's, I don't know, man. It's a, it's, a, it's a tough go. I mean, we're still trying to stomach the fact that we don't have our rivalry game that's going to take place this weekend. That's not going to happen. And so now next step is to find another game. It's like, uh, it's like an AU basketball tournament. Who's up next?
2: So you believe that BYU should enter an agreement with Washington to play them, even if that uh, ends up being the Huskies don't play them and
1: play Utah. Yeah, I mean, I, I understand the politics of it, and I probably understand it better than people up here do in the sense that the, the, you, you don't want to be BYU and be prepping for a game against Washington and all of a sudden, you know, ASU cancels, uh, your school, PK, cancels. Um, and, and then, you know, all of a sudden, because of the Pac-12 rules, uh, you know you get you get pushed aside for your in-state rival who you are not part of their party in their conference anyway i mean i understand all of that i get that i also and i i just think that i think we all and i say we like you like the three of us have any say in it i think everyone needs to to probably be better in this case and i think you know for for the pac 12 i know what their agreement is they need to you know if a game's canceled by thursday or what have you then you know, you got to have – and you can play a Pac-12 team. That's what they'll do. Uh, I, I think at some point this is where the conference needs to step in. Leadership needs to step in on all sides. Jen Cohen at Washington, Tom Holmo at BYU, and, and Larry Scott at the Pac-12 and say, listen, BYU is playing Washington this weekend. Utah, if you can't get a game with ASU, that's we're sorry. Tough. We move on. And that's the way it should be. But uh, – you know, it's not obviously going to happen that way. And in the end, I bet I'll bet you anything, Washington ends up probably playing San Diego State, which nobody wants to see.
0: Why you got to be like that, sorry, Ian? Sorry, sorry. Why sorry, you got to be like sorry, that, DJ? I'm sitting You're right here. You're absolutely right, Ian. <laughs> I agree own on business. That one. I want that to happen because the more games Brady Hoke loses, the quicker we move on to the next guy. Uh,
1: and yeah. he'll probably be another Brady Hoke, but he might be a Rocky Long. He, he, yeah. <laughs> okay. Brocky Long, good when you got Brian Lurlocker, right? That's how that works. But anyway, we we move on. I digress.
0: (laughs) I digress. Let's not break down the greatness of San Diego State football now. (laughs) Uh, yeah. uh, I, I'm a little surprised this became a thing because Kyle Whittingham in a post game Saturday night after USC is talking about finding out who they're going to play next, which Kyle doesn't like to lead on these things. So that makes me think that there are a bunch of people who've talked to Kyle who've indicated ASU probably can't go. So I'm I'm a little curious why Washington went down the road for with BYU when the youth seem like a... Pretty good probability, or Kyle wouldn't be talking about it. Right. Does Washington let's, let's, need a game that badly, or is this just why you well, hate let's UW? Back, yeah,
1: let's let's well, let me walk it back just a little bit. So you know, so Washington's first game, as, as many people know, was canceled with Cal because Cal had you know is is in Berkeley and they've got that you know basically one positive test means you've got ninety positive tests um, and, because Berkeley is so is so uh, tight with with how their contact tracing works. So washington's first week is canceled and that was the last second thing they actually tried to get a game with arizona because that was arizona supposed to play at uh, mm-hmm. utah, uh, at, at utah and arizona you know end up going to play washington anyway and so they had that in place that didn't come to fruition mostly because i think the biggest issue there was washington was not going uh, was not going to be the home game home team neither team was going to be a home team so you weren't set up for hotels and and travel you know not so much travel with the airplane but buses and all that kind of stuff so just the logistics didn't work out. So Washington loses that first game. They play, you know, the, the last two weeks. They, there was word. I, I think I first heard about Jaden DeLora, the quarterback at Wazoo's test on Wednesday night, Thursday morning. Uh, we were getting word that off the record that, that he was testing positive. So Washington was already aware of the potential of the Apple Cup being uh not played. And so when that happened, you know, obviously you start reaching out. I mean Jen Cohen's an outstanding athletic director at Washington and she starts reaching out and you know and and I heard BYU right off the get go um early. And and that was probably end of last week, you know, along with some other Mountain West conference schools that they were reaching out to because they didn't want to go another week without a game. So they were going down that road for a while and then of course then BYU as Washington was already going down pursuing that possibility, BYU sends the tweet out anytime, anyplace, anywhere, you know, which, was, <laughs> I, I mean, just it's one of those things where you do that in today's world, me and anybody else, we're going to have fun with it. I'm I, more than anything just because it's BYU, uh, and not that I want to throw a firecracker into the, you know, murder hornet's nest, but why not? Um, but, the, you know, that comes out, well, then everyone's like, let's go. And I think, you know, all joking aside, guys, the appetite for Washington and BYU is, would be great. And all due respect to Utah, the appetite for Washington and BYU is far greater than Washington-Utah, especially after watching that debacle of a game for Utah on Saturday. So you know, Washington thinks they have something special this year. I don't know. I don't know how good they are. I think it's hard to tell because Arizona's awful and they beat an Oregon State team on just a, a horrific call. I mean, that's that, that, you know, a different ball game if, if it's first and goal at the two with Jefferson. Uh, not once, but twice. That's a different football game. Washington kind of struggled early on that game, but they think they're pretty good. So I think there's a huge appetite for BYU and Washington. And, hell, guys, this is the year to do it, right? This is the year you, you know, I think I pointed this out last night. It, you know, every year, the dumbest thing about college football is schools are made a decade in advance and then canceled and postponed, not for COVID, but, you know, you know, you guys all know how it works. You know, hey, Pac-12 school, schedule 10 school, Big 10 school, you know, decides to cancel a year before. This is the year you can have a last-minute game. Let's do it. Let's make it happen.
2: How bad does it look like the Pac-12 bungled this situation by not starting earlier and That's therefore it. building themselves some potential no. makeup weeks oh. into their
1: season? PK, that's, that's it 100%, isn't it? I mean, that's, you, you send out a press release and are all trumping the fact that you've got this great, you know, testing program and it's a state of the art and you've got a, a, you know, an agreement, a marketing agreement with this company to do so and you're smarter than everybody because you are the Pac-12. Remember, you're smarter than everybody. That's why there's no appetite. For BYU in the conference, because you know, even though it's a good school and hard to get into, you're not as smart as the rest of this conference because you're not a true land grant vet school med school research institution, right? So we're smarter than everybody, but we wait. We're going to sit around and twiddle our thumbs for two weeks and give ourselves no leeway whatsoever for um, you know for for scheduling and for issues. So yeah, they bungled it immensely. They they completely bungled it. I mean, they they're trying to fit this this small short little schedule in. You know, six weeks, seven weeks into six or seven weeks, and it just isn't good. And, and, and really, the only reason it's, it's, there's even this deadline, guys, as we know, is because they have some sort of weird, perverted thought that they, they're going to get in the college football playoff, which I think we all understand they're not, right? I mean, maybe Oregon, maybe USC, but let's one of those two teams will kick a game along the way, right? So it's, it's not going to happen for them. So why, why try to shoehorn this, this schedule into the you know, six-week time span?
0: Can you explain why New Mexico wanted to play so badly that they moved games to Las Vegas, and San Jose wanted to play so badly they moved games to Humboldt? But the Pac-12 just kind of sat around for a couple weeks.
1: Well, I mean, I think we all know why teams are playing. It's because there's there's money involved, and and I think that's and 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 I think we always have to. You know, I don't know how you guys approach your shows and and audiences down there, but I always want to. I was going to preface that by saying, because people say, oh, it's a money grab. Well, it's a money grab for the entire athletic department. Uh, You know, we lost March Madness last year and the billions of dollars that go with that. And then if all of a sudden you lose, you know, college football, uh, I mean, we've already seen across the country, you know, programs being cut, uh, athletic departments and, and good people who work so hard and passionately losing their jobs, like across the country and all other aspects of life. But, you know, I mean, if all of a sudden you lose you know, two non-revenue sports, and all that goes with it. How many kids would have an opportunity to maybe go to school, don't have that opportunity anymore? Um, so, yeah, I understand. I think we all understand why they're trying to play, no matter what level, Mountain West, Pac-12, SEC, what have you, because they need the revenue. And so, you know, it's and, and you need to kind of keep that thing going. And, guys, the other part of it, too, and I have a senior in high school Is a high school player is probably going to play on Saturdays in football. Like, I don't diminish the fact that these guys work their tail off all year, train all year, work so hard. And there is part of me that says that not everybody's worried about not getting enough from a scholarship. There's a lot of kids that just want to play. Um, So if you can do it safely, I understand that too.
2: You think there's the chance that the Apple Cup can be rescheduled on the 19th if neither of those teams are playing for the uh, conference title?
1: Yeah, I think so, PK, because, you know, they initially talked about what the crossover nonsense Um, you know like playing a south team south and north all that kind of stuff and and but it sounds like they're going to try to make that happen on the 19th I mean I think what it'll come down to is Washington and Oregon uh, which is the 12th I believe um, the last game so whoever wins that's probably the north rep in the uh, Pac-12 championship game and and so if it's Washington doesn't win that game then they would probably play that try to play the apple cup in two weeks I mean Wazoo's you know, I understand why Wazoo's got issues. I don't know what, be, what Utah's issues were necessarily, but Wazoo's issues were, you know, they, new coach, and not just one new coach, like Washington, you know, because this is the, the, the stones being tossed by the Washington guys today. It's like, well, you know, they, Washington did everything right, and they're healthy, and, you know, why is Wazoo not doing that? Wazoo was in a different situation. Washington with Jimmy Lake came in. He retained most of his coaching staff. He's got a new offensive coordinator, but his defensive coaching staff, his line coach is the same, all those guys are the same. Wazoo, Nick Rolovich came in, and you guys know how it works. Brand-new staff, there's attrition. Um, And so, you know, when Rolo said two weeks ago, hey, we were without 32 guys, well, it wasn't just COVID. It was, you know, one or two guys had COVID at that point or tested positive. But opt-outs, transfers, people in the transfer portal and so forth, I mean, they're just down in numbers right now. So we're hoping that they get those numbers back up in the next two weeks and and can play USC um, a week from this Friday and then uh, resume the season after that. But we'll have to wait and see. So it's a little bit, it's a challenge. Every school has a different challenge this year. Every school has different op- uh, um, problems that they have to face. And I think that's, that's something to remember as well. I, I just think, you know, as far as, and I just got a text, uh, as of now, BYU is out for Washington. So, uh, and that's someone that's talking to Washington directly. So it doesn't sound like that's going to happen at all.
0: So, we're seeing basketball games and tournaments canceled. We've seen football turned upside down. How upside down do you think basketball is going to be?
1: Uh, very, very, very. Um, it's, yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, maybe it's easier. I don't know. I mean, Wazoo's coach, Kyle Smith, tested positive. No symptoms, but he tested positive. I mean, I think that's one of the things we're running into right now. So, um, you know, I'll, I, I, I don't know, man. I, I wish I knew. I think we all wish we knew. It's just this great uncertain terms. Um, it's just it's just a bad time man it's just a it's i mean you hope people are safe and not getting sick um it's just it's tough man it's just i just i'm i don't know about you guys i think every day it just seems like it's a new challenge and a new a new set of bad news is uh, rolling down at us but such so as 2020 right so
2: you're familiar with BYU's program, I'm sure. Obviously, I don't know how much you've seen them play this year, but you know they look pretty good to me. Zach Wilson looks good. They've got yeah. good receivers and yeah, defensively they got some players. How legit do you think they are?
1: I think they're really. I think I think they're really legit, PK, and I think that's why we're, that's why we all want to see BYU Utah or BYU Washington, right? Like let's let's get the barometer out and see where both these programs are. Like I want to. I mean, North Alabama is not a test. I mean, yeah. let's let's go get it. Let's see let's see what you are, and if not, let's see BYU Cincinnati play, you know. And if one of those two whoever comes out of that thing, I mean, let's 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 get a barometer. Let's get a test. I think they're good. I think Zach Willis is special, you know. I mean, I, I, I think BYU looks like you know the BYU of, of of the past, big, strong. They got some athletes. They got some dudes. I mean, I just I, I think they're I think they're really good, um, but we don't know, and we don't know how good Washington is. That's that's the problem we're running into this year. But you know. part of it too, let's be honest, there is no, there's not, there's no true appetite in the PAC 12 for, for anything having to do with BYU. Uh, You know, I mean, I think, I think that's, that's the harsh reality. That's been the case, you know, for 25, 30, 40 years. Um, BYU wants to be a part of the party, but, you know, with, with the restrictions they have on Sunday play and other things, um, you know, I think it's, I I think the PAC 12 doesn't want to, you know, bend over and say, yeah, you know, we'll make concessions for you but nobody else. And so I don't think there's just a huge appetite for BYU as far as the conference, the presidents, the athletic directors, and and even at the offices in in, in San Francisco.
0: Do you think the Pac-12 really has an appetite for a playoff berth this year? Because it'd be great to get in and get the money. But watching teams play, and maybe Indiana punched a bit of a hole in this with that game against Ohio State. But whoever gets in at four, is there a decent chance that they just get annihilated by Alabama, Clemson, or Ohio State?
1: Maybe, but maybe not. I mean, I think Oregon's pretty good, um, just watching them play against Wazoo. But, you know, maybe Wazoo's not good at all, and they hung around for, for three and a half quarters against that team, so maybe Oregon's not good. I don't know who is good this year. You know, I mean, LSU got beat by Mike Leach's at Mississippi State team. has looked horrible since. You know, LSU isn't what it used to be. You know, Alabama might still be Alabama, but they lost a ton of dudes, too. I think seven guys off their defense to to the NFL. I mean, so we because of the way the schedule is this year, the great unknown is all through college football. That's why if you can have a game and get a game and do a game, let's do it, man. Let's make it work.
2: I know you're way out of the way now, but can you believe what's happened at Utah State?
1: Oh, Oh, That's a whole different conversation, man. I wish I knew. I wish I knew what was going on with Gary and everything else. Man, I thought that guy was a heck of a coach. I liked the guy, but that is just a disaster, man. What a train wreck that is.
0: Always keep in your back pocket what happens to a coach when they go back to a job for a second time. It sounds good. It's a feel-good. But when Gary got hired... There were a bunch of numbers out there. People wrote stories, dug it up. Stanford's been through it because they brought Bill Walsh back a second time. And there were a lot of red flags that this isn't going to work, and then it didn't work in spectacular fashion.
1: Oh, exactly. Hey, i got to pop a new TV, boys. I will talk to you soon, all right?
0: See you, Ian. Look okay, at yeah, you, big time.
2: That a kid. <laughs> i got a new TV. Bigger name, another line. I tell you right now, fellas, Devils would have brought back Frank Cush. That wouldn't have happened. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, that's good.
0: <laughs> Thanks for that.
2: <laughs> and it comes back to Frank Cush. San Diego State sitting over there.
0: We're available. What about us? Hey,
2: that was a great game on Saturday, man. The Mountain West got great exposure right there in that SEC window. I mean, I know you're an Aztec fan, didn't turn out the way you wanted. I don't purse. My wife says, are you rooting for, against San Diego State because of DJs? No, I'm not I'm not a teenager anymore. I just like to see great plays. I like good games. It was a good and game. That, it, well, it was very entertaining. And, and so you talk about uh, t- uh, conferences and teams, and we've seen – Teams like Coastal Carolina and Marshall you know, benefiting from this whole situation. There has been, as, as unfortunate and as miserable as, it, as it's been, there has been a couple of positives that have happened because of this stuff that we normally wouldn't have. And one of them is seeing the Mountain West put on a pretty good product and bringing out uh, – uh, Nestler and uh, who's the Danielson? I mean, those those are number one guys, right? Yep, I don't know how many how many times they've come out to Reno. One, <laughs> one. They joked
0: about it in the open. If you were there, and I was there, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't watch the open, though. No. I was there. Gary and also. They were laughing about it, referring to the whack during this game. So you did how, say the
2: whack, how long yeah? It's been I, since I, he's been out this way, I heard about that. Uh, but but the game was entertaining, and there's some players on those teams, man. Romeo. I know that.
0: Romeo Rome. Dubs, the wide receiver from Nevada, is really good. He's yeah. really good. I first saw him in the Nevada UNLV game. He made a couple plays, and I was like, wow, who's this guy? And uh, so I went back and looked, and sure enough, he caught the game-winning touchdown against Wyoming. He was good last year, but it's clearly a breakout year for him.
2: There are plenty of dudes in conferences like the Mountain West that go to the NFL. So I was happy to see the Mountain West – get some exposure that they normally obviously wouldn't get because it was a sunny day and it was a very entertaining game. There were some great plays, great throws, great catches. That little bruising running back, uh, the poly kid for Nevada, running over guys. Uh, it was fun to watch.
0: Uh, they're getting more exposure in the Mountain West this Saturday. San Jose State, 4-0 and at Boise State, 4-1. and The one, obviously, byu uh, so they're both 4-0 in conference play, and they are on Big Fox at 2 o'clock. That is a very good time slot for that game on a good network. Yeah. And when you're over the air, you're going to have a lot more viewers than when you're on cable. There's too many people who've cut the cord and can't see those games. So, All right, DJ and PK, we've got to take a break. Yak, do we get to talk to each other now?
2: Regarding?
0: Anything. I mean, sure. you've had you've been you got Dennis you got Dennis Dodd this morning on short notice. You right. made Ian happen. That was hanging by a thread. You've been getting it done. I didn't know if you were going to pull yeah, another rabbit me. out of a hat.
2: We'll have a segment here where you guys can chat.
0: All right, we'll do that. Everything you missed from uh, from Dennis and from Ian, Eric Walden and Josh Newman from the Tribune to talk uh, Utes and Jazz. We'll get you all caught up next. Stay with us. <laughs> Number one.
1: In the Zone Sports Network.
0: DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80, The Zone. Time to get you up to date on everything you've missed during this show. We had Dennis Dodd on CBSSports.com. He joined us at uh, 7.30. Uh, He talked about BYU and Washington, Utah and Washington. Seemed to think Utah-Washington was... uh, Pretty uh, likely, and that BYU-Washington, he got why the Cougars didn't want to practice and then get the rug pulled out from under them on Thursday. Everything locally is viewed through the local lens, the red and the blue and the rivalry and all that. But a guy who doesn't uh, doesn't really have a dog in the fight said, well, what'd you expect, really?
2: Well, it's an emotional issue because BYU's gone 9-0 and zero, and they're ranked 8th. And somehow they're not viewed as legitimate. And so this is their big chance. And then Zach Wilson wears the headband.
1: Yep. Well, yep. wait a
2: second here. Any place, any time, any team, any blah, blah, blah. And then it turns out, no. If you just take that at complete and total face value and don't uh, account for anything else, well, wait a second. And hey, come on. I mean, LeBron said – He tweeted out, I think, a while back, you know, every time I go out of my house, I have to worry about my safety. Now, is it really every time, LeBron, being the international celebrity you are, or was he making a point? Probably more making a point. (laughs) Yes. Right. Is LeBron going to be gunned down by police anytime soon? You know, probably not. But was the point he was making is we as a society got to be better at this? and that, I mean, that's the whole essence of the whole movement that's been going on. No matter what you think of it, that's the essence of it. Well, all right. So And this is a much lighter, who gives a crap example. I understand that. I'm just using the extreme example.
0: But you're going to, to are you out. taking somebody literally right, right. or are you looking at the bigger message they're trying to make?
2: Right. And I think that's, you know, Zach doing that. He's a kid. Less, what is he, 21 years old? And so he knew he knew full well that the camera was going to be on him when he didn't have a helmet on. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if they're playing Boise, I'm pretty sure he doesn't wear that before uh, the game and put that on his head because he doesn't know how it's going to turn out. He may be confident they're going to win, but he's probably expecting not to just be standing around the second half. Well, he knew full well that – they had already told him, you know, you're probably only going to play a half or whatnot. And so have that thing on there because the camera is going to be on him. Because in the second half, you're going to have the camera on one of two people. It's going to either be on Zach Wilson or his mother, right? I mean, that's just the way it is in the world that we live. So he's got that to send that message. And then, sure enough, the Washington-Washington State thing goes down. So lad, let's schedule them. Sure. If you could have guaranteed them that the game would be played, I think they'd go ahead and do it. But you can't guarantee that, and everything could change on Thanksgiving night. In fact, I still think it's going to change if I were a betting, man, which I'm not under any circumstances, that I would bet Utah-Washington. And I'm fine with that game. I, just, I want to see the Utes play. And then BYU is going to have an opportunity in uh, a couple of weeks in December. You know, they got San Jose State, and I know the Aztecs have lost a couple of ball games, but both those games have been close. And so that should be a decent enough opponent. And then if they can add one more, particularly if they can ever add Cincinnati because the AAC redid their scheduling and uh, you know they can have an open date there. And this is another December, issue. December
0: 5th is what PK is talking about. Cincinnati yeah. is off December 5th, and right. so is BYU. They're both unbeaten. They're both in the top ten. TV networks need programming. Clearly this would be a big game.
2: Yeah, and if they can guarantee you that be played, then why not? And yeah, I realize somebody may get knocked out, but what do you want? To, you don't want to backdoor your way into something that, you know, maybe you didn't have an opportunity to fully earn. Well, Clemson's accusing Florida State of
0: backdooring their way out of a game. I don't
2: want that beaten. Yeah, but Florida State's not going to earn anything. That's
0: true. That's true. They're, so, And I yeah. don't know why Davo's so all fired up about it, because all his team has because to do is beat be. Notre Dame in the ACC title game, and he's back in the no, playoffs. Well, yeah,
2: but they had to get on a plane and go down there and go through all that dog and pony show? No, I fully understand why he's fired up about it. If it, the game was in Clemson and they were just sitting around, that would be another thing. But they had to jump on a plane and, and, and to, to go, and it, I haven't flown. This is literally the longest time I have gone, and I don't know how long, without flying. I have not been on a plane since February, and I don't know that anytime soon I'm going to be on a plane. Uh, and they they had to go through all that stuff, and I can understand why he'd be perturbed. Plus, he's he's Dabo,
0: and he likes to be perturbed,
2: <laughs> and he can he can be that way. He's got he's set yourself up. He's he hasn't gone completely that direction, but he's won so much that if he wants to be Nick Saban part two, he can get away with it.
0: I actually saw a tweet that uh, somebody tweeted out. I'm old enough to remember when Nick Saban was the bad guy in a uh, in a Saban-Sweeney matchup. That was a pretty good tweet.
2: Yeah, right. I mean, once you get to win, you get all sorts of stuff. If Popovich was going twenty and uh, sixty or forty two, sixty two, I-, I don't think he'd be, you know, just being what he's been doing of late. And, you know, Steve says same thing with uh, Kerr. These guys got this platform because their teams win big. So go ahead. And so Sweeney, Sweeney can pretty much say whatever he wants now. He, he walks on water over there.
0: Uh, other stuff we have been talking about today. We've talked about the uh, Utes game with USC. I'm intrigued to know how many of the starting offensive linemen are really starting offensive linemen. Clearly the O-line play wasn't good enough. Uh clearly USC has athletes all over the field, including the D-line and linebackers. So it's a good test. And I'm curious, uh, well, there always ought to be improvement from game one to two. But there ought to be a lot of improvement if you're actually plugging in guys who are better, who are becoming available, and they weren't because of COVID.
2: Who cares? You're still looking at it like it's a real football season. That's
0: not what I'm talking about at all. How good is the team? How good are the Utah athletes. Forget the big picture of the season. Just on one night, how good are
2: they? Well, if those aren't even their first team guys... Even better! Get those young guys experience for next season! Play the young guys because two of the freshmen who started were listed as or in the depth chart and have been listed as or. So... Get, that means they're right there. They're neck and neck. So go with, the, go with these guys and let them get playing experience. Even if the other guys come back and play, you still may need guys, and then they'll be that much better for it when we get to next year and the year after. Think I think the, it's absolutely about that.
0: I think the quarterback play is a little shakier. The quarterback play was shaky because of the line play, which is more what I'm leaning to, especially after listening to USC's postgame comments. Clay Helton was pumped about their pass rush and getting the quarterbacks off their spot. That's a Well, it great looked as good as line.
2: well, it looked better than they had in the other two games. So if you're s c sure, you're looking for positives. Well, let's not forget that both of the Utah quarterbacks transferred because they weren't going to play at the other places, right. So, I mean, let's call that like it is, right? Because if they would have been starting, uh, maybe I'm wrong here, but if they would have been starting at South Carolina and Texas, would they have come West? I don't know.
0: Probably no. not, yeah. but we have seen other quarterbacks who transfer have success. Now, I, the odds of it seem like the odds are still that the guys who transfer don't have success. There's probably more guys not having success than having success.
2: Oh, I think it's an overwhelming. But there man, are, name me three or four guys. Who've transferred and blew up at a new school? Well, I mean, you, G- go, you Joe go Joe Burrow, Burrow and, but those, those Cam Newton, uh, uh, Newton different issue, different ball. issue. But <laughs> he he <laughs> <didn't, laughs> blew up.
0: He didn't transfer because of <laughs> playing uh, time. I am sure, yeah. <laughs> just saying, you wanted the players that blew up. You're in you are opening a, a whole Justin new can Fields. of worms. You can get okay.
2: Justin Fields at Ohio State, but those yes. guys came in with all sorts of rep to begin with, and I get it. Only one guy can play. But you're going to LSU and Ohio State. Okay, how and about Georgia. one closer to home? And DJ, I know you'll go to this one. Uh, Tyson Williams for BYU last year. Before it's not a got quarterback. We're quarterback. We're talking quarterbacks. So. Yes. Okay, okay yeah. quarterbacks. Yeah, that's the issue. And and they had given all the first team reps. We had known about it for two weeks. That rising is started. We, I mean, we sort of he hinted was the around guy. it. Yeah, but you know, Kyle wants to keep it a secret, so leaking
0: uh, like was, a sieve, though.
2: Yeah, and it, and it did. It was all out there. And every, pretty much everybody knew. I think if you were paying attention, that rising was going to be the guy. And so you you put all, you put not just uh, one weeks of two weeks but in the last week of training camp, and then the starting week or the game week. You bet. You had two other weeks. And you put all your reps in the first team guy and then he's out in the first quarter. yeah, excuses to an extent, but it just adds up that they probably weren't going to win that game and I'm fine with it because use it, it it's it's not uh, games that don't matter. I'm not saying that, but if these guys can get experience and come back that much better for it next year and they're challenging deep into a real November, who cares what they did this year?
0: And that's true. And the I think this is where the timing of where you are in your program, you know, I mean, if you're Alabama or Clemson, you're just good every year. Great. Uh, but for a lot of teams that go through these cycles, the way it hit the Utes, this figured to be a rebuilding year anyway. It didn't figure to be a year if they played 12 games. They weren't picked to win the division. They weren't expected to. But are they going to play enough games so that these guys have that chance to improve, you're talking about, so they are set up next year. Because there I is the know. expectation for the Utes that, hey, you get a year to rebuild, but then you're ready to go at that point.
2: What, what, and that's my hope. That's my ultimate hope. Uh, because even if if they beat ASU this week, uh the Devils barely got on the practice field. I just can't get worked up. What I can get worked up about and excited about is getting these fellows experience because of what happened last year. If last year was this year, well, then that's a whole other story. They win that game Saturday night, but it's not. They sent so many guys to the NFL. Let them. This is the perfect time to reload, really. Because we're all looking at it with, a, at minimum, a raised eyebrow. Get as many young guys' experienced or inexperienced guys. They don't necessarily have to be young. Get them as much experience as they can this year through practice and play and come back strong next year. That's my mindset as far as the Utes. BYU, college playoff. That's my mindset.
0: No, it's not. <laughs> They're not going to the playoff. Troll. We went through this with Dennis Dodd. There's a chance to get squeezed out of the New Year's Six. We really need to see what the selection committee is thinking. They might rank them eight, on, just right. like the polls. They might rank them six. They might rank Tomorrow, them 12.
2: Tomorrow's going to go a long way to telling what's right.
0: going on. But but... Uh, you know, uh, a one-loss Wisconsin team, a one-loss Northwestern team. If they lose to Ohio State, if Indiana wins out as one loss, you got three teams there. You got a couple teams in the ACC. You got a couple teams in the SEC. Uh, there are other people with designs on those uh, half dozen New Year's six bids. So, uh, you know, when Ian was on with it, he said, "Don't we expect Oregon or USC to stumble?" Um, you know, you don't. I don't think they'll let a one-loss team from the Pac-12 in as a runner-up. And then as we're, a
2: playoff or call our as, a,
0: as a as as a in the New Year six, I don't. Uh,
2: hmm, that's interesting,
0: right? I know, but the Rose Bowl isn't an option because it's a playoff. Right. Um, but you know, if if Oregon's undefeated and gets in a playoff, does USC, as one loss, get in the Fiesta Bowl? Okay, well, that could open the door. Now to Ian's point about, hey, aren't these teams going to stub their toe because both Oregon and USC? You know, they're not dominating people here. They've, they've no. both had chances to lose. Yes, so maybe they both will, and then that'll be off the table. But still, in those other three leagues, there's six or seven teams that think they've still got a chance. And the results may sort that out. But it's New not...
2: go undefeated, and they don't get a New Year's six. You go on a hunger strike.
0: Yeah, and you leave the market.
2: Well, I'll just for a couple of days, and then I'll come back.
0: Because you can't fly. All right, DJ and PK, your feedback coming up next. Stay with us.
2: And it's all over, almost here. Don't go
0: nowhere.
2: Ba-da-ba.
1: A hook for what, Tom Homo? You're not playing anyone anyway. You should have your name on the line for that Washington game, regardless of the circumstance. You're $20 million in the hole. Anybody, any place, anytime. Oh, unless they can pound you into kitty litter.
0: <laughs> pound you into kitty litter. <laughs> That's a good term. I <laughs> yeah, like Yeah, one of one, one. of the, one of the extra little uh, tidbits and uh, juiciness around this is the fact that uh, Washington came to Provo and annihilated the Cougars a year ago. And so for the people who think BYU's schedule is just tissue paper soft, it's like, yeah, how about these guys? They smoked you as recently as last year. Rhinestone Hipster tweets out, There are moments when what is most annoying about BYU... Oh, by the way, Rhinestone Hipster at NY New York U25. So, a u 25 so a Ute through and through. There are moments when what is most annoying about BYU provides us with great laughter and joy. The tradition spirit honor jerseys, one of those moments. Now we have any team, any time, any place. It's so perfect, and I can't stop laughing. (laughs) The rivalry in all things. A serious note about this game comes from Jill, who says... Uh, should BYU players really be traveling for Thanksgiving to see their families? Uh, the CDC is recommending against it. If these guys come back with uh, corona, then the next two weeks of games could be in jeopardy. It would be sad to schedule a BYU-Cincinnati game and then not have enough offensive linemen to play the game or not have enough quarterbacks to play the game or not have enough you know whatever position group.
2: I, uh, that's out there. I can't argue with yeah. that.
0: Yeah. Um, We got a lot of feedback coming back on the Jazz, and people are very, very happy to see Derek Favors. I think we need to start putting Derek Favors up. Uh, I don't know where he goes on the list. This is a show for another day when we don't have a gazillion games to talk about. But uh, most popular Jazz players Favors is up there. I I thought it would be more of like a 50-50 on bringing him back, but I think it's running more towards 80-20 or 90-10. It is very positive bringing Our back. community
2: wants to be loved, and yes. we especially want to be loved by African-Americans because we've taken so much abuse about that, and here's an African-American who's been here and wants to come back, so of course they're going to embrace him through and through. That's obvious. Now, that's separate from what he can bring out on the court, but the fact that he loves us, we want to be loved, and we want to be loved. We're already loved by white people. Let's just call it like it is, right? And we're already loved by conservative white people. Now, here we got somebody who doesn't fit that bill, and he wants to play here. Of course they're going to. He wants to come back. He'd already been here. Yeah, that's a no-brainer in terms of love.
0: DJ and PK, we're out of time. Hans and Scott are up next. We'll see you tomorrow.